Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Network. Here at Geek Therapy, we believe that the best way to understand each other and ourselves is through the media we care about. My name is Oswald Cardona, and I'm joined by Lara Taylor. Hey. And Lynn Keller. Hello. All right, so I think it's Lara's turn. It what is we, my turn. What are we What are we talking about? We're talking about Midnight Mass. What is Midnight Mass? It is a... I guess a limited series is what they're calling on um, Netflix. It's by the same person that did um, Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. Uh, Lots of spooky, creepy things. Not exactly like... It wasn't scary, scary. It's one of those things that it wasn't, to me, wasn't super scary. And then you get toward the end and it's like, oh, shit. Things got... Things got creepy. <laughs> um, but I think I heard a lot of buzz about this from friends and a friend of mine who is deep in the Catholic Church was asking for his friend's opinions on like how they represented faith in in the show. And um, mm-hmm. most actually said, except for one person, pretty accurately. <laughs> um and that it did a good job. And I was like, hmm, that's interesting. So I watched the show. And there's, there's, that's a, that's a piece of representation we don't talk about too much, but there's other things. And there's so many good pieces about family and mental health struggles. And, um, I don't know. Everything gets creepier when things <laughs> that are supposed to be safe, supposed to be in quotes, like, you know, children, religion family like those things when it gets creepy it really gets scary um i don't know yeah yeah yeah. Uh, it's it's been i mean things with netflix right like it's like a blip in time but i think the reviews have been so good uh, from what Mm -hmm. i can tell that you know i think i think it'll have some longevity i think people will keep coming back to it and, and talk about it for a while and uh people seem to like it more than than uh hill house is my is my my take um from from what i've what i've read uh but yeah hmm. no let's let's get into it where, where do you want to uh start where do i want to well i want to i want to get your all's impressions of what what you liked about it link um i enjoyed it it uh definitely fits in with um hill house and blind manor i th- i think i liked Bly Manor a little bit better and that mm-hmm. may just be because of the, the queer stuff. <laughs> I'm willing to admit that. But mm-hmm. um I thought there's some really cool um visual elements you uti- you utilized in um Midnight Mass. Uh there was um, a couple of really cool scenes that um if we get more into spoiler territories, like, obviously, I'm sure you guys were like, oh, Link's going to like this part, because I did. <laughs> um, I, I had I had some discomfort. I don't know that it was so scary for me, but I think a big part of that is because of um, my relationship with religion is... Mm-hmm. Um, has always been distanced from Christianity, and so a lot of the Christianity and Catholic related stuff is like I I've always had that space where it's like I I'm aware of it, but it has not happened to me. Um, so while I uh, definitely find Bev to be absolutely terrifying as mm-hmm. a character, maybe mm-hmm. the scariest character in all three seasons, uh, three series, but um, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed it. I it was a it was a enjoyable spent spent spooky time. And this is the first time I'm ever going to uh, um, be able to to use this in um, one of these episodes. Although it's something I talk about whenever we do uh, trainings and and workshops. That you don't you uh, sometimes you it's impossible to actually watch a whole thing because you mm-hmm. don't have the time, and therefore. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are wonderful YouTubers who will give recaps yep. of everything mm-hmm. that happened and there's Wikipedia and you can read about stuff mm-hmm. and you can uh, still learn about it and which I wanted Agreed. to do because I wanted uh, uh, context. Uh, <laughs> I wanted context, but it matters to you. So it matters to me. I couldn't make the time to see the whole thing, but I, but I, but I did my homework. And so, and that's all we can ask for, right? Look, 
I think I think it's a good tactic. Always remember that, <laughs> listeners. You can't you can't watch everything. You can't read everything. You can't. It, I have a list on my desk of things that clients have suggested that I watch, and I cannot commit to watching all of them. I can watch some of all of them, like a few bits and pieces. I uh, give me your best moments, your best whatever, and I will I will what strikes a chord with you, and I'll watch that. Um, but I get that. I do that with my sister. She's like, oh, I've been watching this show. I'm like, look, you got it. You got to just tell me the best episode Like, you get. I'll watch an episode. I can't watch the whole series from the beginning with you. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Um, when I uh, after learning about the show, I really wanted to watch it. Like I was I was kind of bummed that I didn't um, uh, actually watch it. And then we had an extra week to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I still didn't have enough time to watch it. <laughs> <sighs> but I to now, you know, mm-hmm. I'm adding that to the to the other thousand things on my backlog but yeah. i would i would definitely like to um uh actually watch the whole series but yeah there's a lot of stuff there that um i'm looking forward to to hearing you you talk about and mm-hmm. yeah 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 it's interesting because i think a lot of i talked about this on another episode i don't know what like this idea of ex- existentialism or like looking at not even just that but like faith and and like what we believe happens when we die and there's a scene that i loved there that i was like i don't know if where i fall on the spectrum between the two but both of the descriptions were beautiful as to what happens when we die um and i don't like to think about it i think because like most people i am terrified of dying <laughs> but um i think that and we get another scene later on that it kind of goes even in more depth about what happens um, and what these people believe happens. Um, and it was really nice to see that portrayed that like this guy's fall from grace and fall from and, and separation from his faith. And then he's still able to come up with a meaningful belief about what happens, even though other people might see it as not meaningful, <laughs> you know. I've had friends who are like, well, when you die, you die. And that's it. That's the end. Um, And his description is like, well, no, but we also become part of this and part of that. And um, I can't put good words to like they did in the scene. But like, I almost I wanted to believe both of them as to what happens. You know, it was it was beautiful. Um um, there's a, there's an episode of uh, Otaku Ryoho that we recorded where we talk about how you know, the the our beliefs around death right can inform how we live our lives. I don't I don't know. A lot of people think about that all the time. I do uh, definitely. So mm-hmm. like, what was your take on on how you know the people who believe different things and and like you thought they were both cool, right? But like, how how would they how would the different possibilities maybe like how did it affect the different characters and and like how do you think like would they influence you at all if you like if one was real or like if you knew mm-hmm. or just believed right like <clears throat> i think that's the that's the bigger point right it's it's about what you believe i think it's interesting because the both of them come to this conversation having from different perspectives but both having a experience with death um in different ways um one feels at fault and that is how well, is at fault and so that is how he loses his <clears throat> beliefs um and and shifts things and the other one is has a more personal i don't want to spoil things but i guess we can spoil it like she's she's i guess she might also at, un, at that point she is unsure of whether she did something wrong or not um, and wants to believe that there is a place where there is peace and a place where you can be in a warm, loving embrace and that people are together. Like her definition of heaven is not what a lot of people might say heaven is. Heaven is just a place where you're loved. And I think I could get behind that. Um and the way she described that made me think. Because I'm someone who came from a family where um, my mom was raised Catholic and uh, 
decided to bounce from that when she became an adult and let her children choose. Um, And so I didn't really grow up with any, I mean, obviously, majority of America, Christian values, whatever. Um, We always celebrated Christmas in my house, Easter, that kind of thing. But I never really had religion in my home. And so I've always kind of thought of myself as someone who, like, I've never really formed these thoughts and thought about these things until um, I've, I've watched shows that kind of depict this thing. And so thinking about what I believe and I want to believe that, I don't know. I really don't know. Which is why I like the other person's perspective. He talks about how there is meaning even in the simplicity and the science and the the quote-unquote coldness of of death and that like when we die we propel things going on so i don't know i don't know if that even answered the question you asked but i'm not sure (laughs) no you did i think i think i think you did um uh, uh i think that I mean, you you talked a lot about the religious piece. Like, mm-hmm. I grew up. Uh, yeah, my my parents bounced from one religion to another to another in different churches, and I have a very long list of religious traumas that I'm, uh, I'm mm-hmm. uh, love to talk about at any any time. Just let me know. Uh, uh, I bring them all, <laughs> all the time. Uh, and but that is so separated to me still from mm-hmm. the like. It doesn't really inform my thoughts right. on what happens after you die um it's uh i guess because i've i've wanted to separate myself from from uh, a lot of the different um religious ideologies uh yeah so and then there's people like bev in the show who make me very glad that i never had any religious upbringing <laughs> and that i didn't have to deal with people like that um she was hmm Mm. Something else. I think it is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's true that a lot of people do have, uh, um, or have had positive experiences as being part of like a religious community. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's, hope it's possible, but that's, uh, <laughs> that is a big part of what this show sort of engages with is the idea, like, okay, so this show takes place on a small island called Crockett and it is a small island and the crockpot the, the crockpot it's very cute but it is a small town everybody knows everybody everybody's all up in everybody's business um there is only one way on and off the islands um the main source of income is fishing and there is a uh history of this town suffering due to a, an oil spill a few years prior to when the show is mainly taking place. And so it is reflecting this idea of the church is the community's backbone. The community doesn't survive without the church because the church is the glue that is holding this small group of people together. And how it fails to provide the things that they need, that they need, Mm -hmm. except it provides community. And that is something that we desperately need. And so it is constantly balancing this idea of like needing those relationships with people, your neighbors, the people you spend your time with, the people who you coexist with, who you share resources with, um, and also the unbelievable harm that can come from those kinds of spaces where there aren't other opportunities. Um A main plot point is uh, Riley, the main character, is going to AA as part of his probation, and he has to take a ferry off of the island to go to the mainland to go to his AA meeting every week. And it, it is this thing where he is literally leaving to go to the AA meeting, and the priest of the local church says, look, I'll open up an AA meeting here on the island for you so you don't have to go anywhere. And it's... In this framing, it's like, wow, that is so thoughtful. You're really saving him trip. You're you're giving him space it takes a whole within day. the community. <laughs> except he's the only one there. And 
it's not anonymous. It's very much not anonymous. Um, that A is completely ditched. It's an A. Um, it's just A meeting. Uh, um, but but this That's balance the title of like of the episode, you know, through these through the, you know there are several scenes where Riley is talking to um, Father Paul about mm-hmm. uh, you know what what they talk about in AA meetings, um, and it's set up where is this seesaw of being like this is not what riley needs to help him stay sober and find purpose and meaning in his life and readjust to his new status quo with his family and his neighbors but also he doesn't have he doesn't have any other choice really and and you can see that there in some ways these conversations are helping him he is having some introspection and so it is this back and forth of like Yes, we can see the benefits and yes, we can see the harm. And it's like how how do how do people deal with that? How do you deal with that cognitive dissonance of someone being like, yeah, if a storm turns out the power, we have cots in the in the church rec room and everybody is welcome to come. But also, hmm. I will poison your dog if I don't like your dog. <laughs> and it's like, oh damn, how do I reconcile that? And it's like a lot of times you can't and people are just having to sort of deal with that discomfort because there aren't other options. There's not another church on the island you can go to. And if you stop going mm-hmm. to church, that has social repercussions. Like our <laughs> poor sheriff and his son who are Muslim and the son feels the pressure to fit in with everybody and just wants to be with his friends. And go. To, that's because they go to church on Sunday. One of his friends, his friends are the altar boys. Like... That's what they do. So I want to go to nightly mass and hang out with my friends. That and and there's a whole as bunch someone, of as someone who's gone who has gone to mass before, mm-hmm. which also um, this is probably revealing some ignorance on my part. I didn't realize there were rules about taking uh, communion. Communion. Yeah, I've, mm-hmm. t- I've taken communion before, and I'm very much a Jew. Uh huh. Uh huh. And you, you didn't have burn on the spot. I did not. I did not. No lightning came in. <laughs> no, and nobody was like underhanded mean to me about it either. It was very interesting. Uh, have that moment watching that first episode and being like, "That's a thing." Yeah, that's. A th- I was Oops. in my friend's Catholic wedding, and I was one of the first people that was supposed to go up for communion. And because I've taken communion before, but not in the Catholic Church, um, Lutherans are a lot more liberal about who can take communion. Um, so I had to cross my arms and and be blessed and walk away. Um, but I, yeah, it's a, it's a. I don't know. It's a weird thing, but not a weird thing. It's one of those things. You don't have the context, so you don't know. <laughs> I'm either um, 90% wrong or 90% right about this. But uh, <laughs> if you don't uh, complete your catechism, then when the priest um, blesses the the, uh, the 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 wafer and the and the wine, it, it, it I guess it's not. It doesn't like undergo the transformation. At, yeah, yeah. So I yeah, was just yeah. getting snacks. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think again, I'm either very wrong or very right about uh, about this. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a while since we'll I we'll believe had, it. Had this <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's that's like, that's sort of the, the thing, right? Is like religious is filled with so much ritual that is meaningful within context, but if you take that context away, um, what? Mm-hmm. But the, the 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 community part is is so important because I used to uh, at times I've been a purist about different things and I was like like how can you even go to church like you don't even know like what your church believes like you don't know the difference between the Catholic and the Lutheran church and mm-hmm. like why do you call yourself a Catholic or why do you call yourself this and um I don't do I don't do that that much anymore kind of uh, and uh, but but the point is like. They're not there for that, right? They're not. A lot of people aren't there for the the study of it, right? Or for or for that piece. It's it is the community. It is the activity piece. And you mentioned that on that's the on purpose the island, it serves, right? Mm-hmm. It's uh, like ideally, that, uh, that I mean, would that would be. It is supposed to be for community building to serve the um, community. No, no. A lot of, I mean, a lot of churches. The, the intention is to like save your soul, so that you don't, um, you aren't stranded on Earth when mm-hmm. something happens. Depending on on the the religion, um, uh, 
every religion has like different purposes. But you were saying that on the on the island there isn't another church, but it sounds like there's also isn't like another community center. There isn't like a no like anything no. right. There's just, they don't even just have a hospital. They have a doctor who has a doctor's office with limited equipment in her home. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like so, you know, just reemphasizing that idea that it's sometimes it's all you have, right? And then so how do you how do you deal with those those different parts of it? Um, their public yeah. school is even also, I think, church property. Like, but it's a public school, and Bev is one of the teachers, um, and brings the Bible in, and even the other teacher, uh, Miss Green, who Aaron, she um, disagrees. She's she's very much part of the church, and strong in her faith she's the one who was talking about what heaven was in the scene early, that i talked about earlier and she was like no the bible doesn't have a place in our in our school it's a public school um it was very these are conversations i've had with people over over time and it brought me back to them um good debates um knowing that i'm right <laughs> and they're wrong <laughs> at least as far as public school um, I mean, I went, when I went to high school, we had, um, sophomore year, we had a book that we had to study that was, um, the Bible as in literature. So literally we took Bible verses and read them as like fiction stories and just like any other book that we read. Uh, I just, think just like any other book, mm-hmm. just like any other book. Yeah. This is this isn't super relevant to to the episode, I don't think. But um, uh, sometimes when I do the uh, therapy workshops, I I'll ask. I always try to ask, like, what is everybody into? Right? Like, what are your hobbies? What are your favorite things to do? Um, it isn't surprise. It isn't always comic books, video games, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> board games. Um, it, it can be other things too. And uh, sometimes there are groups that that like they don't seem to be like understanding what what we're talking about. And so I'll usually dip well, depending on, on where I am, but I'll, you know, if there's, there's people who grew up, uh, you know, in a, in a, in some kind of re- religion, I'll, I'll bring up the fact that like, Oh, your religious text, your Bible, right? Like there are stories there. You use those metaphors to learn things and to do all these sorts of things. And like some people that's, that's what Batman is for them, right? Like they, they can use that to, to learn. That's what a, a movie is like. That's what midnight mass is for like some people. Not the mass at midnight, but the show mm-hmm. on Netflix. And and it helps explain that. Because again, also, sure, it's a religious text, but like when you're a kid, those are just stories. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I think and I think and they can be just just stories for for many people, especially if they're not, you know, if they're there for the for the community, the the food and the music and not for um not for the not, scripture, the or the salvation. The, our fathers, or the all Hail Marys, all of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's I don't know. The show is very interesting in that it made me think about a lot of those things and then also there's this like theme throughout of forgiveness um Mm -hmm. and people offering forgiveness people trying to work for forgiveness for things they've done um people giving up on forgiveness um there i mean it's it's a scary show it's like a creepy show that's got like I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just, it's got fantastical, it's got fantastical elements to it. And so um, people are having medical miracles happen to them. We have um, like girls who have been paralyzed. They're, they're able to walk again. Um, I really liked the scene. Um, She was paralyzed because the town drunk shot her and she couldn't walk. She, her, her legs were paralyzed from, from she was paralyzed waist down. Um, and he would avoid her and, and avoid what had happened. Um, and just would kind of hide from it. So, um, now that she could walk, she goes to confront him 
and gets to spew her anger and you did this to me and there's you didn't there's no remorse there's you didn't say any and i'm trying to think of like there was something about her she she forgives him she says all these things that are like i hate you you did this to me it hurts i i couldn't walk you took my childhood from me and then but i forgive you she's like you took a future from me that I didn't even know I had yet, that I didn't have yet. Mm-hmm. And she talks about hearing her dad's screams uh, at her. Like she right. says, like, I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything. And then I realized I didn't feel anything. And all I could hear was my dad screaming like a wounded animal. And I want you to suffer that. I want you to feel that way. Um, and then she gets to this whole thing where she's like, look, I, I forgive you. And mm-hmm. according to our uh, scripture beliefs and our community's beliefs, God forgives you. So the only thing standing in your way is you. And really mm-hmm. forces him to come to terms with the fact that he has been, yes, avoiding her, but also making his entire existence about the guilt he feels about what he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And her basically being like, you should address that. <laughs> go to therapy bro oh god yeah maybe they, i wish maybe we had a therapist on the island we, can we can, yeah can we export bev and import a therapist for this island because for reals <laughs> in a lot of communities the the peace priest pastor preacher mm-hmm. is the therapist when I was right. doing major my, element um, of this the show is addressing yeah, yeah. that is like mm-hmm. yeah he's he's the counselor right he takes on that role he's the um, guy you go to when you have problems yeah. whether they're mm-hmm. like emotional social religious problem if you need a place to do your AA meeting he's there for you he can do he has so many hats so many hats mm-hmm. he can put on for you. Yeah. Is he good at any of those things? I could not tell you. I could not. <laughs> I, I When I was doing my master's degree, there was someone in my class who was a pastor. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we had a, a heated debate uh, argument uh, one day over lunch. Um, because basically like, he was saying, you know, homosexuality is a sin and there's like what was it that he said uh uh look it just is it's like when i see you know like uh, when i see a tree and i see the leaves are green the leaves are green that's just the way it is so it just is a sin and i was like at that point i got up and left i was like okay there's no reasoning with this person but what concerned me was that you know like they were they were getting a the same degree that i was and the Mm -hmm. university was going to let them get that degree and they were going to go out into the world with that counseling degree and that belief and mentality. And, um, and it was something that kept coming up over and over again. I'm sure it happens in tons of schools, right? Like you have someone who's going to practice, uh, in a position like that where their beliefs, um, override, um, you know, any kind of like ethical uh, responsibility, um mm-hmm. and and uh, doing harm and uh yeah i mean i went i went to a catholic school for my graduate program um and we did have a past we there used to be a pastoral counseling degree and then it got downgraded to a certificate because not too many people were going for it and because it honestly, wasn't making money because it wasn't <laughs> making money but honestly i think because i live in the bay area Um, it was fairly, like, open and inclusive. I do have friends that who went to school with me who are Catholic, who, when we were in class identifying what kinds of situations we might have a hard time with, um, one of them said that they could not work with someone who would, and they recognized that and weren't going to try and influence somebody, but said, I couldn't work with somebody who was trying to get an abortion. And I was able to acknowledge like that's good that you know that you couldn't do that and that you would refer out rather than try and pressure this person. Um, But that was because it was their personal beliefs. 
they didn't want to push their beliefs on someone else. I think that's way better than Bev. <laughs> well, I, again, I mean, you can the, appreciate in the, in the, the self-reflection <laughs> and required for that. Mm-hmm. But also, like the 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 case on the show, right? Like, it, there's only one person who could possibly right? fill that role, and what if? that person right you you fall into the list of things that they they can't help you um or they're they're not willing to exactly they're just you gotta go get on a ferry and go off the island and take all day right like um someone needed a second opinion on something medically and needed to go take a whole day's trip to go get that checked out by a doctor where for us it would maybe be half hour and then an hour or maybe doctor's appointment a half hour back, you know? Yeah. Again, I mean, it's like how the, all of everybody's beliefs fall on top of all these other things um, and how they affect everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in the show, we see like how this community, like for better or for worse, do depend on each other. And it's like, Toward the end, we see, oh, this is the really bad group project. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you mean by that? Um, well, I don't know. People. Like a bad group project. And, like it's a bad group or like, or like they've been like unsuccessful. A, a bad group project where a few bad apples, right? Or a few people who don't pull their weight end up screwing everyone over. Um, and then the, in the end, they kind of get screwed over to themselves. But I mean, um, the island ends up basically like fighting each other um, when if they could agree on something, um, they might have had a better chance. Um, but there's someone in power who has fooled them right essentially with like his own from his point of view well-meaning uh perspective he wasn't mm-hmm. trying to do harm he was trying to help them trying to save them um yeah. and going against a lot of his own beliefs from previous from before hmm. i've seen things a new way we have to do it this way and it we will all be better for it. Yeah. <laughs> and then so so many people die. <laughs> so definitely issues of belief, um, um death, um dealing with guilt, all these things are, are uh touched upon. You said there was family uh stuff. Family stuff and like realizations in a fan like riley's the main character right and there's he's got a younger brother um his parents he goes off to jail for a while this is all in the first episode he goes off to jail for a while is jail on the island or or do you have to take a ferry they don't have a jail on the island they don't have a jail on the island the the sheriff works out of the general store i don't even think they have like a drunk tank for their town drunk they just send him home (laughs) <laughs> no, no, no. He had a, there was a he had a cell in the back of the general one cell. store. Okay, the one cell, just, like just for like one of those old timey old timey westerns, right? Where there's the a saloon. one cell in the saloon or whatever. In the general store. In the general the back store. Back in the general store. <laughs> um, and so the this main family that we were introduced to at first, like you can tell, things are everyone's distant. Nobody's happy. Riley's he moved off of the island to get away from everything. He has a DUI, he goes to jail, he comes back. Um in in his DUI he actually killed somebody. Um he comes back, he lives on the island, feels lost, he has no purpose, he's trying to reconnect, his mom really wants to be close, and he's like, Mom, I'm not that person anymore. I've changed. Um I'm not the kid that I was before. Dad wants nothing to do with him. Brother doesn't seem to really want anything to do with him either. Um, and it I just got, seems... I got the vibe that his his brother, uh, Warren, I think it was Warren. Yeah, um, Warren. 
was was happy that his brother had returned, but because of his relationship with his father, felt that he had to take his father's right. side. Um, mm-hmm. not that any of this was expressed out loud, but you know that you know you know that family emotional shit where you're like, yeah, dad, you're kind of being unreasonable, but like I don't want to get grounded this weekend, so yeah, I, I'll just stand behind you and not say anything. Mm-hmm. But the dad sees. Riley is like the screw up in the family, right? And that he's too—he feels like he's too good for them. And um, there's a good moment later where they have a conversation, and the dad's like, "I'm sorry that I wasn't the dad you needed." Um, and it's after a lot of like stonewalling, and you should do this for your mom, and you need to be a better person. And there's this good emotional moment there, and I think that for somebody who's dealing with any kind of distance or in like i guess smothering or you know wanting to be close and just not knowing how this is could resonate you know yeah i really i really liked that scene it was nice to have the the dad you know he's so closed off in the beginning and he's exuding this anger but does not express it and it's when he finally opens up and is like i resented you i i Mm -hmm. i resented my child and you're not supposed to do that and i know you're not supposed to do that and and how that that relationship that was rocky you know when he's a teenager dads and teens don't tend to get along super great anyways but you know they're on this small island riley is starting to do normal teen distancing stuff you distance from your parents you in- individuate right he is distancing himself from religion as he is distancing himself from his family and then he leaves uh from their perspective an abandonment of the family of the community and then he does something that is unforgivable Mm-hmm. I'm doing air quotes. Yeah, Unforgivable. Air quotes. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dad's like, you know, when terrible things like this happen, the question always is, is like, okay, like the parents have failed this child somehow and your mother is a fucking saint, so it must be me. And he, you know, he leads from that moment to the I resented you and, and really opens up of like, you know, obviously you are responsible for your own actions. You're an adult man and everything, but I apologize for what part I played in in the events that have shaped our current relationship. And I don't know I don't know if it was, you know, a happy moment, but it was an emotionally satisfying moment mm-hmm. to have them finally be open with each other. Well, Mostly from the dad's direction. Um, unfortunately, Riley saves his emotional openness for later in yeah. the series. <laughs> ah. um, but yeah, I did. I did really like that that scene with with the dad. And I, I like your point about it being maybe not a happy moment, but an emotionally satisfying moment. So many moments in therapy breakthroughs are not <laughs> happy moments, yeah. right? But they're important things that do lead to satisfaction and realization and healing, right? Um, That might not have been a happy moment, but we do see moments later where the dad is happier. Um, and, And it seems like they get to an okay place before it appears that Riley has fucked up again and then immediately dad is like oh I knew I knew he would do this again he just runs off and right and you can you can see him it's not it's not just a disappointment that your kid fucked up it's that we had this moment we had this connection moment and then you turn around and do this like mm-hmm. i thought we i thought we were getting somewhere and he's so angry about it i thought we fixed everything I thought we had that one his poor good bro- moment. His poor brother's just like, Dad, please. Oh, Dad. <laughs> I don't want to yeah. say you're overreacting because that's going to piss you off even more. <laughs> but yeah, you're overreacting. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that thing about the, the resentment, I 
that's got to be, you know, universal, right? At some point, right? Um, so many parents feel that, right? Even if just mm-hmm. for a second. And I, I don't know. I've always felt that that's not represented in, like, at least in TV and, and movies, right? It's one of those things that you never... Like, Actually, I think about this movie all the time uh, called The Hours, where like that's a big part of the of the movie, and it's always stood out to me because it explicitly showed a mother who resented like having to take care of her kids and just leaves. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, like you know how many women I've heard say that? Like, I wish I could just leave. I wish I could just like I wish I could just drop everything and go, or hop in a car and not come back. Right? Like mm-hmm. that thought crosses your mind because you're you're tired. But you can't say that out loud, right? Or, or you know, in quotes again, you can't say that, right? Like that's something that is is you keep that inside, and to I think that seeing that at you all, you keep it inside, anytime, and you turn it into mm-hmm. shame. Yeah, exactly. And you, exactly. You, you direct it right back at yourself. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's interesting because I just finished playing um, Life is Strange: Two Colors, and there's a moment that's similar to this in that game where. In that game, you can read people's thoughts. And there's a moment where this mom is like, I shouldn't feel this way. This is so wrong. I hate my son. I hate what he did because someone died because of it. I hate him and I should. This is I'm a monster. Um, And there's it. It's so good. That that game is so good, and I want to talk about that another time. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, I think I think you're right. Sh- showing that, I think it helps normalize it a little bit. And if it can get people to talk about those moments, it's like, oh, wait, wait, I've thought that. I didn't know other people thought that. Right? A lot of have people you, have think you ever that. Thought that? I talk I mean, to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people think that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, like like you know, in in the therapist chair, right? You hear mm-hmm. a lot of things that. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, other people don't um, hear or or don't hear it as often, right? Like mm-hmm. maybe because like that that's the other thing. If we don't if we don't know that other people think about it, let's say you you feel that way, you um, admit that to somebody that you're close to. If it's not nor- if it's not normal for them, they they may come like and just judge you immediately. Right. And be like, how? Mm-hmm. Oh, and then make you feel worse. And then you, and then you bottle it up even more. Cause you can't tell, you know, you, you won't tell anybody else. And doubled that's what there. happens. That's what happens. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that cycle is, uh, is there. And so, yeah, I wish, yeah, we, we saw, we saw this in more stories. Again, I, I don't, I don't know which medium is doing this more. <laughs> um, we now, I now have one movie, one television show, one video game <laughs> on the list that mm-hmm. I can think of. Um, but it, it, it still feels very rare. And uh, I'm, right. I'm glad to hear that, you know, there was a, there was a meaningful scene, um, you know, a meaningful, it was a meaningful piece of the, of the show, mm-hmm. of a popular show. No. Yeah. A, a very timely popular show. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Uh, it's a horror show and you've kind of mentioned that people have died, but like, it just sounds like a family drama, like small town I, <laughs> drama. We, have, we haven't talked about haven't angels or vampires into, or right, yeah. or, <laughs> angel vampires. And, For our <laughs> listeners, if you have not seen Midnight Mass and would like to see it, now is the time to stop this episode and go watch it because I would like to get more into the spoilery stuff. Um, also, but also, also, if you want to watch it, content the first warning: two episodes, first two episodes, animal, lots of animal death and trauma. Content warning on that. If you are sensitive to uh, religious stuff, content mm-hmm. warning on that one too. It sounds like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, also it's uh, called Midnight Mass. I feel like that contextually you can figure out. There's going to be some religious episodes, stuff here, but that the animal each episode's death, named after a book. Yeah, the, uh, in the Bible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. What spoilery stuff you want to get into? I want to talk about how I believe that the main concept of this series is the lesson. that in in people's desires needs to avoid death and death acceptance, people make choices that ripple out throughout their entire lives and ripple out through their entire communities. And because we don't talk about it, because we don't have conversations where we sit down like Riley and Aaron do and say, what do you think happens when you die? 
mm-hmm. without judgment, without saying, that's stupid, Riley, you're so stupid. This is like, no, it's just you You speak for yourself. I loved that framing. Is like, oh, I don't, anybody who says they know what happens after you die is a liar. It's like, okay, well, what, what do you think about your death? And I love that framing. Um, and I also love the framing, Riley asking her, asking Aaron, uh, what do you think happens? She said, speaking for myself. And she was talking for what happened for her baby, who... We sort of uh, danced around it earlier, but uh, yeah. Aaron has a miscarriage, uh, an unexplainable miscarriage. The baby just disappears. It just disappears. <laughs> and all proof within her body that she was pregnant disappears. It's uh, very much um, a uterus gaslighting <laughs> the rest of the bod. But that's, uh, that's, uh, but vampire, that's horrific, vampire, though. Yes, like, right? the thought Absolutely. of that happening is... Ugh. She went to get her second opinion, and they're like, you're lying. You weren't pregnant. Yeah, you, you must you must be a crazy she person. She was showing a little bit, too. <sighs> she was she was past, she, or she was at the 20-week mark. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, for those who don't know, that's the, the viability stage. Um uh, yeah, it was it was Buckwild, but yeah, she, she Riley says what he believes happens after his death. He is atheist. He is very much focused on the physics of decomposition and energy transference. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he asks her what she thinks, and she redirects that to I don't know about me, but what I want to believe about For my this baby. baby I never <laughs> got to meet that I was just beginning to like imagine my life with and getting to know. Um, she's gone now. So it's like her, her, you know, processing that and him sitting there and just being present and listening. Like, ugh, loved that with scene. a smile, with like a with like a sad smile on yeah. his face, right? Not like huh, you're wrong, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, really. My my reasoning for for this belief of being focused on the idea of um death acceptance is uh bev says later on in the show she's like you know we believe in heaven like that's our whole fucking thing is we believe that christ is like our our bro and we get eternal happiness forever for eternity why are we so afraid of dying why do we fight and claw and hurt the people around us just to try and avoid dying when we believe that we get just rewards and i'm like oh and then the reveal uh, that Father Paul is actually Father John, who was an ancient old man, uh, definitely had dementia, left the island to, um, you know, basically, like, you know, go visit the promised land before you're definitely dead. And he uh, has an adventure. <laughs> and basically, through magical means, uh, reverts to his, like, hot 35 year old self what what they call in the show your ideal it's like your your self. peak your peak self your peak it's like, peak of being yeah. not physical peak of being but just like the peak of who you are yeah and so it's it's him com- coming out of you know in end of life losing you know connection to reality through his dementia and everything and basically being like i don't i don't want to die and this magical thing is offering me up an opportunity to not die and so i will take that yes that does have some logical issues with my belief system so i will do the very cool human thing which is to mm, shift my belief system to fit what my current situation is merge it a little bit oh this is god's miracle <laughs> yeah yeah god's changed yep. what he wants for us this is a new covenant <laughs> yeah yep. i mean that's how new religions are made mm-hmm. someone someone needs needs a little needs to change a rule or two doesn't agree with all the other stuff over here mm-hmm. no that's how we got the church of england that's how we got <laughs> all the churches mm-hmm. <laughs> literally mm-hmm. all of them yep all of them <laughs> mm-hmm but yeah, basically, uh, Father Father John, Father Paul, his his choice to avoid his death led to 
big spoiler alert, led to basically everybody on the island dying. Except for two people. Two people. I don't know if they ever show us. Two very traumatized people. I know they show a sign that says, like, you know, Crockett Island or whatever, but does it have, like, a population number? I don't remember if it did. I I can't imagine that there's more than, like, 150 people on this island. I think they they mentioned on the the show that. I think. Two now. (laughs) Well, no, they're going to get off off that. Yeah, the the population is. um, I don't. Probably some birds? They They mentioned something about, like, I think they said. It was around 150 people, 130, 150 yeah, something, people or something, something like that. that. But yeah, so basically, yeah, he... Minus two. Minus and two. And that's how many people that died. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do they do they touch on... Right, with these discussions about um, like being afraid of death in the religion aspect, do they talk about how like they have the rules... For them, right? If they follow these rules, they would, um, they would go to heaven. Is it that they feel that they haven't followed the rules? Like, do they feel that they are bad? Like, do do they ever explicitly um, talk about the idea that they're afraid to die because they're not sure if they've been good enough to get into to heaven? I don't. I, I think, don't think that they're I think ever. The priest might have had some because he's he comes to like this like oh no what have I done moment. Um, but Bev doesn't, and w- when you mentioned like the the clawing, we're clawing our way, and all of that, I had a moment. I was like, I didn't remember her saying that because with the last thing we see of Bev is literally her trying to claw her way into the sand to bury herself so she doesn't have the sun hit her because these things that happen, the sun hits them and they die. These things uh, that happen. Vamp- these the things vampires. that happen. <laughs> they are the vampires, the angelic uh, vampires. Um. I, I've never thought of it this way, but when people talk about uh, imposter syndrome, right? I think mm-hmm. I think it's like in in religion there's a there's a version of that, right? Where where it's like oh like they're telling me how I'm supposed to be, and I'm not sure that I'm actually that. Like I'm I'm never meeting those expectations. Huh? Yeah. There's a there's a whole Link? scene where bef- before <laughs> uh, the de-aging of father john is revealed so we're just seeing father paul who we mm-hmm. do not realize is uh connected to anything yet well you do but um he, he you do but you don't it's not explicit it's, yeah yet. <laughs> it's the 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 timeline part hasn't quite made itself apparent but he it, he does uh solo confession which i didn't realize is that a thing i don't know um uh, well he, it must it must be if there's, there's nobody, nobody else he can to another priest to. to take your yeah uh-huh. mm-hmm. Uh, but he does a confession and basically you get to hear him rationalize why his sin is okay. He's like, yes, I'm doing a sin. Lying is a sin. I shouldn't do a lie. It's bad. But I'm only doing it because in the long term, it's going to be good for everybody. In the long term, it's God's God's plan for all of us. Like it's very much, you know, the ends justify the means rationalization having, happening and it's it's very funny because that's you get, why you solo get to confession see, isn't a thing. You get to see him, the person who is supposed to be the spiritual leader of the island, and also like low key, also kind of just like the the leader. Like they have a mayor, mm-hmm. but the mayor very much. But the mayor is very. He listens to Bev and whatever yeah. Bev says. <laughs> He because he because he and his wife and his daughter are very much. They're the only ones that show up to mass during the yep. week. Yep. Um, um, yeah. But yeah, and so it's like getting getting to see the way that he justifies what he is doing. Like it's like in that moment, it's like you rec- like he yeah. knows he knows that one he is making an active choice. He is choosing this path, and two he recognizes that harm will absolutely come from it. He just is like, well, I'm pr- I'm pretty sure that God wants us to be harmed. Um, in this case, hmm. it. Uh... This reminds me, tangential to, to the show, but it reminds me of a conversation I, I had recently with uh, Woody Harris, uh, uh, host of uh, Rolling for Change, and about the role of a therapist, basically, right? And um, it was an interesting debate, uh, um, but th- this reminds me of like, I think it's so funny that uh, the the father's going and doing like a solo confession, right? And like he's rationalizing and thinking about all these things. There's nobody there to 
challenge him to kind of check in to see like, well, you, you know, um, actually let's, let's bounce this off. Uh, <laughs> you know, let's, let's talk about this a little more because if it's just you, and there's nobody else to challenge you, nobody else to, to kind of help you think through it, then yeah, that rationalization is like, well, nobody said no. So makes sense to me. Nobody I'm told gonna, me gonna, that my, uh-huh. my main, like my main argumentative point, which is that in the Bible, it frequently says that angels are scary. Therefore, a scary thing that I saw that's got to be an angel. Wings, it's an angel. Basic, yeah. basic logic, you guys. Everybody's on the same page as me, right? No answers. To, I'm right. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yep. You have three seconds, two, one. Okay. Well, we're, God we're didn't good. smite me in the booth, so I must be a-okay on this plan. I'm going to say that I got <laughs> approval stamped on that one. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of the yeah. things about uh, support systems that we we don't talk about, uh, I don't think, like, uh, explicitly, mm-hmm. right? The fact that, like, just just sharing an idea like you can get some feedback off of that right because i think we, we talk about just like getting something off your chest and like you know and, and the other person being a good listener but Very a huge part of that is like but also is like somebody just uh, be like say that again listen to yourself yeah. say it did you did you just say this <laughs> did is, you just say what this I think is, you said it's why therapists have therapists and therapists have consultation and they talk to other people who can be like, no, that's a fucking horrible idea. Don't ever say that to a client, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. But I I can see it. Well, before telehealth was a thing, I could see it being a, a problem in a rural space. But I'm like, can a priest do teleconfession? Like, find someone off the island, have a phone call you know yeah i mean and in the in the in the context of the of the therapy and the conversation i was having with woody it was about like yeah like i can read up about a a a condition or i can read up about um, how i'm feeling and then but alone yeah i'm rationalizing it i'm coming up with Mm -hmm. all these new rules i'm rewriting reality (laughs) and (laughs) and i can you know i can start working with a therapist and they're like oh okay no okay okay help me understand this and then but you can stop and then just kind of you know, role play it. <laughs> Be like, oh yeah, okay, okay. You think that's okay? Nobody said. And then just going in, like everything you said about about the <laughs> the the pastor, right? It's it's, it's the same um, the same that our, our father John Paul Father Peter? Paul or Monsignor Pruitt. <laughs> okay, last um, name is Pruitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, Monsignor that's so is the step up from Father. Hmm. But below Bishop, I believe. I mm-hmm. only know that because of American Horror Story Asylum. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. TV teaches you, you learn so ab- much. You're learning about religion, around, about Catholicism through horror Media. movies and it's, shows. It's, it's okay. Great. Is, yeah, it's yeah great. I mean, that's probably where 90% of my knowledge of Catholicism is from the horror well, and remember genre. it's either 90 percent right or 90 percent right 90 percent wrong <laughs> well and on my friend's thread who was asking for opinions on how faith was portrayed in the like the person they were talking about that is a horrible person that you should not aspire to be was bev um but for the most part they said things were pretty accurate and i'm like ooh. Some of that's a good thing and some of that's not a good thing, right? Like, I appreciate that some of the people have this faith and are able to draw on it and find strength in it and community and all of that. But then there's people like Riley or what is, Joe, the, the town drunk, who are ostracized, yep. or even the sheriff, who some people did want him there and appreciated him but you could tell that a lot of people were he's an outsider he's not from there and he practices a different religion that i don't understand and it's weird um yeah yeah i was um a little apprehensive when they introduced uh ali and officer hassan uh that's Mm -hmm. uh, ali is his is his son um, so the, a dad, a, a dad and a kid moved to an island, very, very small group of people um, and getting to see their relationship and them um, practicing 
and everything that was that was really cool i was i was definitely when they entered i'm like oh god is this gonna be really uncomfortable and it was but in the way where the discomfort was very much pointed at like mostly Bev, because she was, she was the be big racist, and yeah. you should be discomfort, discomforted <laughs> by her racism. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yes. But, uh, I mean, when it comes to representation, I think the same things apply, right? It's like no one represent, no one portrayal can represent an entire group or, or experience. Right. And mm-hmm. if even if you're just talking about Catholicism, like I've met very different types of Catholics, and um and whether well, whether and, someone's and, a good Catholic or a bad Catholic or or even the experiences and also it depends when you're portraying it right like what fifty years ago mass was always in Latin uh right they weren't even mm-hmm. like they all were uh in in the in in the main Catholic church it's like yeah experiences are very different different countries they're still different there are cultural um differences and again and there are good ones and there are bad ones. And we know that there's all sorts of, there's a full spectrum. Um, and mm-hmm. so it's, it's about, I think uh, in any types of, any type of um, representation, I think, I think it's, it's always good to remember that. That's like, this doesn't represent all of it and there's good, some bad and, and mm-hmm. keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And closing any, any closing thoughts? This show makes you think. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, yeah. We talked about all sorts of stuff. This is good. Lots of conversation starters. Um, all sorts of stuff. And yeah. if you need a monologue for your theater class, this show has so many you can choose from. <laughs> <laughs> we got solo confessions. We got solo phone calls. We got <laughs> solo everything. <laughs> okay. We got a lot of monologue, like voiceover monologues, and Fantastic. a lot. Of, yeah, mm-hmm. about forgiveness and faith and everlasting life and okay. all kinds of things. So, okay. my biggest takeaway is that uh, you should watch it. That you don't like Bev. <laughs> that was my oh, biggest uh, takeaway. Yeah, she is. Yeah. She is devil incarnate. She's very Ooh. scary. There's yeah. a point where she's. Is like, that a spoiler that she's a that she's no. a devil incarnate? No, okay. they don't but actually there's a, there's really include any devil stuff. I was super surprised. I really yeah. thought that they were mm-hmm. gonna lean. You know, that's a classic lean for Catholic adjacent no. horror, and they really didn't. They really did not. That's a cool I was spin, very right? impressed with that aspect. Um, but Bev is the the kind of person who eventually gets decides she's going to play God and decide who gets to live and who gets to die. Um, Wonderful. mm -hmm. Wonderful human being um, because she is self-righteous. I don't like, I don't like, I last time we talked about, I didn't like, um, why can't I think I, I don't, I don't know. I there's in these horror movies and, and shows. There's like, I really don't, I did not like, Mimi, I did not like the kid. This mm. one, I don't like Bev. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're really not supposed to like Bev. You're supposed to right? a little bit like Mimi. <laughs> or at least a uh, little bit yeah. find her funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, oh, uh, Bev Bev is terrifying. Um, I really appreciated, and this is a side, like I, I liked watching um hill house and blind manor and this and being able to see different actors portray different parts um and i almost didn't even recognize i didn't recognize bev and i didn't recognize i almost didn't recognize um aaron who was theo in um hill house and i just i i love seeing all of those shows have had things to talk about and I love that they are their portrayals are amazing. One of my friends was like, "They all deserve Emmys on this show." <laughs> Even uh, um, because of the monologues, or or sure, because of, yeah. because yeah. of the monologues okay. and because of the scenes like with the with the dad and Riley and Riley and Aaron talking about death. I think those moments are, or even I can't remember her name, but the girl who was shot. And her forgiveness scene, that was amazing. So, cool. cool. Watch it. Yeah, well, that's Midnight Mass on Netflix. Good discussion. 
uh, for more uh, conversations like this about uh, different types of media, uh, check out the GT Network. Um, we've got uh, tons of tons of shows, tons of content, and uh, you can talk about it all at the GT Forum at forum.geektherapy.org. Uh, there are links in the show notes to uh, all, all the different ways you can uh, reach out, um, join our community spaces, follow us on social media. For more Geek Therapy, visit geektherapy.org. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to geek out and do good. I'll be back soon. Mm, bye. Geek Therapy is a 501c3 nonprofit organization dedicated to making the world a better place through geek culture. To learn more about our mission and become a supporter, visit geektherapy.org. 